I find it fascinating that many, many years, it's Dafka the Parsha after Purim, one of the last Shabbases in the month of Adar, where Mordechai's name is mentioned in the Torah. Famously, the Gemara asks, where in the Torah is Mordechai's name mentioned? And the Gemara says it's in this week's Parsha. Well, maybe not mentioned, but it's hinted to, as the Gemara explains. When in the beginning of this week's Parsha, Hashem tells us to make the special anointing oil, one of the main ingredients to be used in the special anointing oil is what's called mor. Mor, which in English is translated very often as musk. Musk is glandular secretions from a non-kosher animal called the musk deer. This animal, the musk deer, secretes from its neck these secretions, and when that's taken and changed, it becomes a very sweet-smelling spice. And the Torah says when making the anointing oil to take mardror, which the unklus translates in Aramaic as Moradachia, Mordechai. Moradachia means pure musk oil. The question, of course, is though, however, why would Mordechai's name be hinted in a spice that comes from a non-kosher animal? But the truth is that this question goes further and deeper into our Parsha because one of the other things in the first Aliyah of this week's Parsha we read about is the Ketores. The Ketores, the incense that was brought on the golden altar in the Beis Hamikdash, the incense that was brought twice a day in the temple, also contained more, also contained this strongly sweet perfume. It was also in the Ketoris, and that, in fact, according to many current commentaries, is what gave the Ketoris its best smell. And so the question becomes even stronger. How could it be that the Ketoris, which the Medrash says is Chaviva Mikola Karbonis, is the most precious of all sacrifices, as we know that in Yom Kippur, that's what the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, would bring in the Holy of Holies. In fact, bringing the incense was considered such a great sacrifice that a Kohen was never allowed to do it twice. It had a schooler to make them wealthy, so each day a Kohen could only have once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to bring the Ketoris. So how could it be that this precious sacrifice of the incense, the Ketoris, has in it the sweetest of smelling spices of the moor, of this musk, that comes from this non-kosher animal in the, in the Heichel? in the actual, on the golden altar, in the Beis HaMikdash. How could that be? But the truth is that to understand this, as the Alter Rebbe explains in Torah R, we have to first talk about one of the most perplexing things that the Rambam says in his Guide of the Perplexed. When the Rambam explains in Maranavuchim, he says, what's the reason for the Ketores, for this sweet-smelling, this, and, and don't forget, the, the whole Jerusalem was able to smell this beautiful smell. It was such an unbelievable smell. So the Rambam says, why did Hashem command to bring the Ketores and the guy the perplexed? So the Rambam says, simple, as an air freshener. Did you know that the Ketores is just an air freshener? That's what the Rambam seems to say. I mean, if you ever go in a supermarket or a butcher, you go to the back uh, and the butcher, what it smells like when they're cutting up animal flesh, it's the worst smell. And just the sheer volume of sacrifices that were in the temple would have made a terrible, terrible 
smell. And so the Rambam says, Hashem in His infinite wisdom instructed us to burn an incense that was so sweet and powerful that it would deodorize the putrid smells emitting from the Beis HaMikdash. And obviously... This is extremely perplexing to understand how the Rambam would reduce the Qataris to just an air freshener. And there's a story, an anecdote that says that a chassid once asked the Alter Rebbe, how could the Rambam have reduced the significance of such an exalted mitzvah to be just an air freshener? Did he see no other significance? So the Alter Rebbe explained to this chassid that he was understanding the words of the Rambam way too literally and simplistically. When the Rambam says that it freshened the air, he wasn't just talking about physical smells. Rather, as explained in the Zohar, the Keturah served to purify the spiritual stench and the grime of our physical world. Don't forget that the sacrifices in the Temple were very often brought as atonements for sin. So what the Rambam in a deeper level is saying is that it would also purify the spiritual bad smell. And that's why we understand why it had to contain a scent derived from an impure source, a wild animal. That's why, because as Hasidus explains, the whole purpose of the Ketoros is to transform, is hapcha, to change that stench, to change the very lowest levels, even those which are impure and wild, into a spiritual vehicle for serving Hashem. Chassidus is all about the revelation that ultimately the secret of Torah is to take the most disgusting smells, the most impure, what seems to be impure things. Again, only what Shulchan Aruch says we're allowed to do. Obviously, we have to follow halacha. But if we fall into sin and we become that impure animal temporarily, we have Mordechai. Before we leave the month of Adar, we're told that Mordechai's name means this spice that comes from a non-kosher animal, this wild musk deer, and therefore Dafka, Shabbos after Purim, before we leave Purim totally. Hashem is strengthening and encouraging us and telling us that even if we feel like we fell like we fell and became like this wild, impure animal, Mordechai teaches us the secret of changing that and serving Hashem even from that place. If we find ourselves falling into putrid smells, impure animalistic states, we have to know that the tzaddikim in the higher spiritual worlds are helping us, the Mordechais of all generations are allowing us to transform ourselves and bring that wildness into serving Hashem, that impurity transform and come back to Hashem through tshuva and tara and come back to Hashem in a whole new way. That's the ketores, that's the ultimate way of purifying the temple and ourselves, and to know that there's nothing, nothing in us that we can't transform into a vehicle, a sweet-smelling vehicle to serve Hashem. May Hashem help us do that, just like He did in the generation of the Purim story, when they did tshuva and they came back to Hashem, so will we come back to Hashem, and Purim will last forever, even when Mashiach comes, may we finally see Him today. Good Shabbos.